engagement occurred exactly 1.20 a.m. in zero seconds! In Cargai Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. You break through. Sometimes it's raising your voice, sometimes it's making some noise, sometimes it's proving to the world it was wrong. Maybe you can't see the light. Can't see the light. No one inside. Keep on, keep on moving on, and keep on. Breaking through to freedom today on the Christian Car Guy Show with my good friend Bob. My, that was quite lively. <laughs> I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. We do need some. We need some freedom. So we're all about that today on the Christian Car Guy Show. You may have noticed, my friend Marty McFly and the and the doctor were talking about eighty eight miles per hour because. They had a breakthrough. I don't know if you noticed that. They did have a breakthrough to freedom in time. I mean, how cool is that? And then turn the world into your dance floor. Determinate. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Lemonade Mouth. That's where that song came from as well as the breakthrough song at the end. But in case you didn't notice, I have a lot of fun, Bob, putting these intros together. <laughs> Absolutely. Whether I understand them or not. <laughs> see, you know, I am literally like turning the world into my own dance floor. I, I have a blast with the technology that we have here in our studios at, at the Truth Network of creating those intros that bring my thoughts into. And, and so I sit there. People think I'm nuts, but I'll literally work on that for an hour and a half, two hours and have a blast doing it because what I'm really doing is I'm turning the world into my dance floor. I mean, I'm just having a time reveling in what God has showed me to share this week. And I do this every week. And I don't always understand at the very beginning, but usually by the end of the show, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know if you noticed in that song breakthrough near right near the end. She said, sometimes you got to prove to the world they were wrong. We are going to attempt that today on the Christian car <laughs> Oh, you've already stalked my toe. I've got a limp. I've got swelling. <laughs> and the way that we're going to do that, we're going we're gonna to talk about biblical freedom. We're going to talk about, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we go there, I want to evoke in you probably some, if it, like this, this is very provoking clip from the Washington Department of Transportation, or maybe it's, I forget, it's one of those states. I think it was Washington. Yeah. So when you listen to this clip, I want you to get ready to call in with your reaction. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. 866-348-7884. Again, this is talking about something that's near and dear to a lot of our hearts, and this has to do with, there are two lanes, they've got to come into one lane. And 
we used to call him Marvin the Merger, and people would call in and just want to just slaughter Marvin the Merger, the guy that you know cuts out in front of everybody and jumps in. Well, here's what the Washington Department of Transportation has to say to you, Marvin the Merger. <laughs> Southbound US 101 near State Route 8 in Thurston County, Washington, has regular traffic backups. Drivers use the left lane well before the area where two lanes become one. At the same time, the right lane goes mostly unused, which contributes to the congestion. WashDOT would like your help to reduce this congestion. During peak traffic times, drivers are encouraged to use a proven technique called a zipper merge, where vehicles use both lanes and then merge late, coming together like the teeth of a zipper. Driver cooperation helps increase the number of vehicles passing through and actually reduces congestion and delays. Allowing the person in the next lane to merge greatly helps to increase the efficiency of this existing highway. To reduce congestion, remember the zipper. Merge late and cooperate. It's okay to take turns. Brought to you by the Washington State Department of Transportation. So I don't know if you're getting the message there, but merge late and cooperate. It's okay to take turns. <laughs> now, if you're like me and Bob, you have sat there and applauded trucks that blocked both lanes. You were just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened, was that this truck is blocking both lanes so these Marvin the Mergers don't come across and, and cut in front of everybody. And, 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 and so I'm thinking, you're like me, you know, and, and, and that th this is firing you up. So feel free to call us, 866-348-7884. Had a friend. Tuesday night, tell me he wanted to shoot out tires. <laughs> oh, I mean, this whole issue has been a hotbed of controversy in I, my heart, if nowhere else. I'm 61 years old, and today is the first day that uh, I have ever considered the fact that it was good for people to come on up and around and, and merge in and everything. And, and so here's kind of – let's begin to – Think about freedom here a minute. And, and there, by the way, there's a biblical precedent here that you may not want to hear me say, but Jesus was pretty clear on this issue. He would approve a zipper merging, I'm just telling you, because he said the last will be first. <laughs> and the, fir the first will be last. I'm just saying. <laughs> I had a policy with the youth group, and... Uh, some of the fellows were really prone to rush to the front of the line. And um, so I started a little policy. If I saw somebody running to get to the front of the line, uh, you need to go to the back. And uh, and then everybody was right. less likely to dash up there to the front and, and be rude about it, you know. So the first will be last and the last will be first. So I want you to. Really, I want you to react to this. I'm shocked, aren't you, Bob? Nobody's called in yet. I mean, I'm I'm sure that a lot of you are fired up. You're thinking about this, but let's let's climb it. Try to climb, but you give me. The, I'll give you the number to call in because I really would like to talk to you. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four, and all the lines are open, so you get right on. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. So if you could climb with me to 20,000 feet and look at this thing from above, like the Washington Department of Transportation is, that essentially you've got a 20-pound bag of sand, and you're trying to fit it into a 10-pound bag of sand. 
So if you tried to fit 20 pounds of sand in a 10-pound bag of sand, because you've got all these cars, that they've got to come together somehow. If you eliminate, you know, half the bag of sand that you won't let any sand get in, then obviously a whole lot less sand is going to get in your 10-pound bag. And, and it's going to cause the sand to back way up. It, you know, in, in an, our example that we have here in our area, because Business 40, Business 40 is closed coming into Winston-Salem right now, and you have to merge on Business 40. And, and, and if people went the way that a lot of us would want them to and all get in the one lane, all merging way back, way, way, way back there, and everybody would be fair and the, the first person would get there first, if everybody did that exactly right, then you would have to get in line somewhere around Greensboro, about sixty miles away, <laughs> at, at, at seven o'clock on <laughs> in the morning, because you know it's 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 you're trying to fit again a twenty-pound bag of sand in a ten-pound bag, and so you you got this whole situation that you got to make it all fit. So if you could, in fact, climb to twenty thousand feet for, with us for a minute, right, and think about this: that if at the end of that zipper merging, everybody just got in the left lane like they normally would or the right lane, and in other words, filled both lanes so as much traffic is moving forward as possible. Nobody with the idea that, oh, I got to be first or I got to be last or anything else. You just fill up both lanes of traffic because that's what's got to happen. And then when you got to the end, if we all weren't like me, because I'm the worst offender right here. I understand if somebody's ahead of me, you are not cutting in front of me, buddy. <laughs> I don't care how many barrels I got to knock down. <laughs> <laughs> so don't oh, think I'm not talking to myself here. I get it. I get it because it just rubs us wrong because this person that was behind us is getting in front of us. They think they're entitled. They think they're entitled. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you have changed my thinking, brother. I, I hope you have changed my thinking. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I'm, I actually... Because most days I've got to come that route, and I certainly do two or three times a week. And I get, I've been trying to test this theory for some time to see if I could get it to work in my heart. Because it's one thing to work out on paper, but it's another thing when the last really are being first. Let's to, get on paper. <laughs> <laughs> there must be something to do with our hearts here and truly being set free. We're going to get to that. 866-348-7884. Come on, you Marvin the Mergers. You got to call us. We'll be right back. A breakthrough today on the Christian Car Guy Show. <laughs> if you could picture with me, merge late, cooperate, right? And take turns. Now, you may have been struggling with this concept. And if, if, you, if you missed the beginning of the show, we're, we're talking about the idea of zipper merging. And, and you're talking about two reformed sinners right here. I mean, it's, so you feel free to call in because I... I'm not going to be, uh, you know, because I feel just like you do. It's just not right. How could somebody go ahead of me that was behind me? I may not be fully reformed. 
<laughs> I know I'm not. I know I'm not. But I, I understand intellectually, at this point at least, that here's the deal. That actually it, it, it is the last going to be first in some cases. But let's just, let's just be patient a minute. We're sitting in, and, and here we go. So we could be, you know, just as training for you, Bob, just as training. And this is what I've trained to myself. You know, I go out in the left lane occasionally, and I play Marvin the Merger. Now, that's hard because I'm being the one that's rude now. And then the people, you know, they're not cooperating with me. They're not letting me in. I mean, they would just soon die as to let me get in there in front of them. You know, so you got to find a truck or whatever. But just as training to see how it would feel. You know, to be in those shoes, you know, occasionally, you know, you can break out of the law and move into freedom and say, you know, actually the laws of the state of North Carolina and Washington and all that would rather that you be in the left lane than they than you hold up everybody in the right lane, especially if you were to block both lanes. Now, you can get a ticket for that because you're blocking up traffic on purpose. You're not in your lane. You're out. Of, you're you've broken the law. But we're living in freedom here on the Christian Car Guy Show. We're living in grace. And so can we have grace for Marvin the Merger? But the idea is breakthrough because on the other side of this bottleneck, and it is a bottleneck, right? It won't be five minutes, 10 minutes. Maybe it'll be 20 minutes of your life that are bottled up in this conflict of who's going to be first, okay? But on the other side, there is freedom, okay? And I'll bet you anything that the maybe 20 people got ahead of you, maybe 100 people got ahead of you, but two or three minutes down the road, everybody is resuming the speed that they originally going at, and there will not be a 30-second difference between where those 100 people got and where you got. Do you believe that? I see the merit. Yeah, it, so you're getting all upset over nothing because at the end of the day, you're, you're coming through, and that, just like it says in that song, you're going to break through. And when you get through, now you're on the other side of the bottleneck, and you're, fr- and you're free to move about the country. You've experienced freedom from this bottleneck. And it's a great feeling, isn't it, Bob? It is. It is. And two-thirds of the things I get upset about are uh, galactically stupid on my part because i i find myself getting upset about stuff that has no bearing on anything at all (laughs) i've got serious issues with my family i've got issues at work i got issues with ministries and i am sitting here fretting to death over you know 10 people getting a car ahead of me for 20 seconds i mean it's but that's the way so let's talk about one of the most famous (laughs) bottlenecks in the history of the world i mean talk about your bottleneck I don't know if you really ever considered this bottleneck, <laughs> but it was. Moses was up against the mountain. Oh. Okay, we're going to get to that bottleneck. But also, we got some Jesus labor love stuff we're going to share, so hang with me. But this is cool stuff. Moses is at the bottleneck of all time, right? I mean, he's up against the sea. And, oh, by the way, the whole Egyptian army is behind him. And they got chariots. And they're faster. And they're bigger. And they're stronger. And they're not bringing lunch with them for a picnic or anything. No, 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 no. They're, 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 this is serious stuff. So here they come. Now, we know from the story, and I hope most of you are familiar with it, that 
God told him, what do you got in your hand? And, you know, he takes his staff and he lifts it. But what you may miss, unless you look very carefully, carefully at, the, at, the, at the words of how it goes down, is he's holding up the staff, but it's actually his hand that he stretches out when the waters move. Okay? Now, when those waters move and they begin to separate, there's a very, very, very interesting word that God uses right there. And the word would probably be pronounced something like baka, which it's like a B-A-Q-A. And the word has to do, actually, my definition of that word would be to hatch. What? Yeah, to hatch. Like a, like a butterfly coming out of its cocoon, like that kind of hatch. Or a chicken coming out of the egg, that kind of hatch. That's the word. That happens when Moses stretches out his hand. Now, he's got, the, he's got the staff out. Don't miss that part. But then he stretches out his hand, and all of a sudden you get this hatch. Like, what? There's a hatch. And when this hatch happens, there is a separation of the waters. And then, oh, my goodness, the Israelites go through on dry land in what would be probably considered the largest baptism in the history of the world, well, second largest, because Noah's is probably bigger. You know, Noah got a really serious baptism. And I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but by the way, that word where Moses stretched out his hand and Baca, that word was used before one time in the Bible. It was used when Noah's deeps were broken up and the springs came out. Same word, hatch. So this is another time the water's coming up like big time. It's, it's hatching this time and it's creating this other baptism which when you think about God's love, he was so interested in your kids being set free from their sin and me being set free from my sin and you being set free from your sin that he baptized the entire earth with this particular hatch so that Noah and the boys could come through on the other side into freedom. Because all those people that were drowned in the flood, all the ones that were chasing Moses and all the ones that were going after Noah, Guess what? If they had their way, they would have taken Noah into slavery. And I can assure you, the Egyptians were headed to slavery. <clears throat> and your baptism is along those lines. We've got Nancy in Winston-Salem. She, we're, we're excited to talk to her when we come back. We are breaking through to freedom. Stay tuned. Today on the Christian Car Guy Show, hopefully turning the world into our dance floor, having a blast. We have Nancy in Winston-Salem. She has a comment for us. Nancy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm excited to hear what you're going to say, actually. <laughs> I'm so excited to say it. I can't stand it. I want to say this. I don't You know, nothing I say people there. But um, 
one of the things that says, you know, on the two lanes that go in like you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, what did you call it? Marvin the what? Marvin the merger. <laughs> there it goes. I am Marvin or Marv- Marvetta the merger. <laughs> but <laughs> if, you, if you would look back before you get there, it says on this big, tri- well, triangular sign or whatever shape it is, it says use those lanes. Clear as it can be. It says use both lanes. Yes, it and does. So you're, it does say that. So, and you were right when you said that, you know, if we didn't and we all stayed in one lane and behaved, it, it would take us forever. You know, we, we, you're right. We'd be backed up to Greensboro. And so I did follow a truck one day that uh, went down that hill and then back up as you're coming in. Winston. And he had, uh, he, Lucy, had both lanes uh, blocked. And she was in the middle of them. And cars were going around her, blowing the horn. I mean, it was a mess. It could have been a real, you know, not safety thing. But um, that <laughs> they heard from me at that trucking company. <laughs> <laughs> Marvette on the move. Well, I uh, I commend you, your freedom, Marvin. I'm glad that you are turning the highway into your dance floor. I mean, clearly That's, walking in the freedom that God gave you to choose your lane with with confidence, because you know it's it's really okay. And and I, I, I applaud your freedom. I do. I think that's awesome. It really, is, it's the written word. It's the written word. Use both lanes. You can't get any clearer than that. I don't think. All right. Well, you, so thank you so much. Thank you, Nancy. God bless you. I'm so glad you called in today. Marvette, I hadn't really thought of that one. That's really good. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Now, you may have the opposing view to Nancy Marvette, you know, and so we would love to hear from you, too. I mean, I think this is, is something we got to talk about because, you know, the world is finding frustration here. It's ruining people's days and their lives and all sorts of – there's probably been accidents and who knows what all as a result of this – Sign language and yeah, stuff Yeah, this like bottleneck, <laughs> you know, this, this whole thing. So getting back to my hatch word, that Baca, that, that, that you'll find um, – this is so beautiful to me. The more I've thought about it, I've just – all week long is so beautiful that there's this cutting – that is clearly associated with a word. And after that, if you look at the Hebrew letters, which you may know I study that kind of thing and I love it, there's these eyes that come open. The word, the letter is ayin. And so after the cutting, your eyes come open. And, and so if you think about a little baby chick, it comes out of the egg and all of a sudden its eyes come open. And, and if you really think about it, that when you were born, there was a cutting, there was a a cleaving of the waters and the water came out and next thing you showed up, right? And then your little eyes came open and you were born the first time. But it was a picture of something that Jesus really was trying to explain to Nick at night, you know, that, that you must be, right, hatched again, whether it's hatched or born. And isn't it fascinating that that's the word that, Mo- that God used to describe what Moses did with his hand that would send these people through, and, and don't miss the beauty of the fact that the people that were dying to enslave Moses, the people that were dying to enslave Noah, were all drowned. Because God knew that the Mo's needed to get the job done, or otherwise we wouldn't, you know, there were people in Moses' group that were the seeds of Jesus Christ. 
I mean, he's looking at this thing from 40,000 feet, and he sees a bottleneck. And, and even though the Egyptians thought they were first, in this case, they were last. I mean, just saying. They, 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 they could maybe go faster, and they had the chariots and all that stuff, but they were held up. So the picture is freedom, okay, uh, on the other side of the bottleneck. Uh, when you come, when you're born, right, you're, you're free to move about the country. When you break out of the bottleneck in the traffic, you're free to move about the country. And, and in that freedom, you can revel no matter what kind of shenanigans happened in childbirth, right? I mean, it was a tough situation. And I'm thinking that these bottlenecks are tough situations. But on the other side of that tough situation comes freedom. And in that freedom, you can turn the world into your dance floor. And, and you can do a whole lot of playing. Now, there's this other thing that I'm sure you're with me that you're like, well, I know that I'm under the blood of Christ, and I know I was born again, but why do I get so mad at Marvin the Merger? Why do I want to shoot his tires out? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with me? Well, the truth is that, and John Owen put this, and I can never, ever let it go. He said, there is a deep cleansing of the blood of Christ, and the longer you're in Christ, the more you get to know that there are things that are deep inside that you just can't tell yourself to stop it. You can't, you, Bob, you'd like to say, I know you're getting mad, stop it. You can say that, but you know you're a slave to what's going on. Yeah. And, and, and you're being compelled to do something, and you can feel the chains. And, and the truth is, there is a root to that. Deep, deep, deep root a deep, deep, deep root that's causing this anger, that's causing this bitterness, that's causing all this stuff. And if you really want to face that, Jesus would love to go 88 miles an hour with you, be a flux capacitor to take you back in time to show you what that is. And so this is a lot of exposure, but God clearly told me I was to share this story to kind of give you the example of it, okay? So I had a serious issue with lust and actually pornography I did and I struggled with it even after I got into ministry even after I started doing this show and you have no idea the shame that went along with that or how low I felt there was no freedom there and and I was completely in bondage and I was with some friends a men's group we were meeting together and one of the brothers there talked about a struggle he was having not in the same area and in his description of that struggle, he talked about how the counselor that he was seeing took him back to when there was a younger version of himself, young Sam, and that by getting to that younger kid and seeing what the struggle was there, Jesus came into that and he went to the root of what was causing the anger and the, and the frustration and was able to hatch it. He was able to cleave that root spread the waters of baptism over it, and he was set free from it. Fully Seriously. exposed it and got yeah, to the fully, root of the Yeah, problem. a lot of digging, and you get down to the bottom of this root, and then when Jesus cleaves it, and by the way, in my opinion, only Jesus can cleave it, you know, that root that was sucking the bitter gall and the bitter wormwood, <laughs> that's what bitter roots get, by the way, if you check it out in Deuteronomy, it's pretty amazing. That's what you get. And that's what I was sucking on, gall and wormwood. I can assure you I was. 
And so I got so encouraged by that freedom, I went and just started checking with the Holy Spirit the next morning in prayer. Well, if my buddy Sam can do this, I can do it. God, show me where is my bitter root with this pornography issue, with this lust issue? What is going on with this? And he started to take me back. We started doing some digging to get to this root. And actually the incident that had to do with a family member that essentially exposed herself to me, I I kept saying, no, that can't be it. That isn't it. <laughs> and he kept on taking me back. Let's go here, Robbie. This is This is where it was. This is where it was. We kept going. We kept going. And then Jesus was like, here, I want to give you your innocence card. That was exactly his words to me. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm guilty. I wanted to look. And this was my relative. I mean, this is bad. I'm guilty. You can't give me that. I can't take it. He goes, oh, yeah. And see, this was the deep cleansing Jesus wanted. To, this was the cut that he wanted. He wanted me to reach out and say, I'm innocent, even though I knew I was guilty. Because the, the biggest problem was forgiving myself, not the people that were involved in duping me. It was my pride that was saying, no, 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 I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I deserve what I got. And he's like, Robbie, didn't I pay enough? Didn't I pay enough? Well, he got me with that one. <laughs> it's the hardest to, sometimes it's hardest to forgive and, ourselves. And when I grabbed that card, buddy, the root was cut. This is probably five or six years ago at this point. And I was set free. The water came a-gushing. And I was on the other side of the breakout, and I could walk in freedom again. And I have no way of explaining that other than just, oh my goodness, it's beautiful. We got more when we come back. No longer a slave. <clears throat> Takes a little hatching. Just saying today on the Christian Car Guys show, what does that look like in your life? Well, Bob kind of convicted me that I need to tell a little bit more to this story about my own addiction to pornography and those kind of things. I just told you how I got set free, but right after I got set free, God had this conversation with me, Robbie, now you need to share this with your wife. <laughs> Now, don't try this at home, please, please, unless you've had a lot of prayer and, and whatever. But, the, 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 you know, this was a situation where my wife, when we went to see Fireproof years before, she, coming out of the theater, she said, if I ever found out you did something like that, I'm divorcing you tomorrow. So, you know, the ante was up as far as I was concerned. If I told her this, this is going to be the end of my marriage. And, and, and the shame and the guilt and all that stuff that was poured on, it was unbelievable. And so, you know, in God's providence, not eight days after this incident, we're supposed to go to a marriage retreat. <clears throat> and in this marriage retreat, the last day of the marriage retreat, they had something called the Covenant of Silence for Couples. And they wanted us to come together in prayer together and share something with your mate that you'd never been able to share with them before. Now, it would appear that the jig was up. <laughs> if you were me, it was like, okay. Well, fortunately, we'd had a whole weekend to really – you know, get closer together 
get more on the same page, and oh my gosh, if you have to share with your wife and break her heart and watch all the tears and see all that your actions have done to your wife's heart, it's it's a horrible, because this is the person you're supposed to protect, you're supposed to love, and it's, it, I can't even begin to, to explain the hurt that was involved, however, the forgiveness came on the other side of the bottleneck. And for the first time, honestly, in my life, I was loved for who I was, not the saint I portrayed myself to be, but the sinner that I was in fact. And it, this was not, I mean, our, my wife has struggled with it, still struggles, you know, as you might imagine. But on the other side where she took me off the pedestal and she began to love Robbie to be Robbie, not some saint that she thought I was, then there's no doubt that that led more towards my freedom. You see, to know that I was truly loved unconditionally and that my wife would stay married to me, not to the picture of me. So Bob, I mean, it's 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 we you know we're five or six years on the other side of this, and it's it's no by no means easy. But he gave me the freedom, but it took some cutting, and it and it took some water, and it took most importantly the blood of Jesus Christ in both our lives. Finding that route was uh, so essential to where you are now, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I would. I, you know, I would be the biggest phony. Well, I'm probably still the biggest phony. But, I mean, at least, you know, I got one of my little phony things. That, you know, and I'm, the Lord's continuing to show me other places where I've got work to do. Well, I've always focused on trying to do the the best things I can do in spite of who I am. Because I'm never going to get it completely right. And, and there's times when I've had it a whole lot closer to right and I've been a whole lot closer to God. And and then there's times when I feel like I'm way farther away. And somebody looked at me one day and said, who moved? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? He said, who moved? God didn't move. you the one that moved over there away from, you know, your closeness. There's been periods of my life I just felt so close. It was just Everything I needed was right there. And then there's times when I feel like, wow, got to get a little help here. Got to get a little help. Oh, well, yeah. If you ask for help and you come on in, <laughs> you know, it's right here. But I just, you know, I just have to remember that I'm the one that moves back and forth. God's, he's steady. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I, you know, we're so blessed here at the Christian Car Guys show to have this ministry that Jesus Labor Love. And we get to see God at work in all sorts of people's lives. And, and, and one of the things that happened this week, you know, we, 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 we repaired lots of cars. But this really spoke to my heart. And so I wanted to share it on the air. I got a letter in a, in a wonderful, very generous donation from a lady out of the state of Washington. And I just want to read this to you. It says, to Robbie and friends, and the friends being all the people that pray for this ministry and are, are part of it, okay? It's all of us. So although I'm not a great car fan, <laughs> this show is extra special with its driving tips, car tips, but most of all, the emphasis on Jesus, the word and serving others. The station 
in Seattle, in the Seattle, where I list the show, is broadcast on at 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Is KCIS wonderful station, by the way, 6:30 a.m. And this is an amazing community, retired school of serving missions and missionaries and many others. So you know, and they've been doing this as well for a long, long time. This community was founded in a miraculous way by a man and his wife who lived by faith with the support of many other believers. So you, you get this here or there in, in you know, Portland. They've got this wonderful place where these families have come together to, to you know, live, finish well, I guess. That would be a good way to put it. It says, I'm a resident of the retire- retirement community, and she drives a 2004 Buick Century uh, with comfortable leather seats. <laughs> Gee, I love that. And leather seats are comfortable. But you know, Bob, to get a something like this, this this person, I mean, they're retired, they're generous, they're they're living in a wonderful situation, and then that we get to be blessed by them. I mean, it's like how'd I get you know so lucky as to is to be part and this is just because, you know, God gave us the opportunity to help single moms and widows all over the place. And you've done a really excellent job. You don't want to take any credit for it, but God has worked so well through you and with you and and what you have helped God facilitate has been a blessing. Uh, somebody I was talking to the other day said somebody was talking to them at their church and was talking about how somebody had helped them fix their car and, and they were just you know going on and on and on about what a difference it had made in their life. And then he knew us and you and and they found out that it was through the ministry uh that they she had received the help and it had just made such a difference in her life and uh when those close by stories come and ring your bell it rings a lot clearer yeah because i mean how many times bob has he come to our aid when we were completely clueless and like the exact example of you know, he sent Sam into my life when I really had no way to know how to battle the fight that I was in. But I'd been duped, and 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 um, it was a matter of how are your enemies going to be put to death if you don't go digging around and getting that enemy back up to where Jesus can deal with him. It's pretty amazing stuff, and it's just like he put me in your life uh, or you in my life at a, at a perfect time because of all the things that were coming towards me and and I'm just a stronger person from knowing you and being a part of this ministry. And me as well. It's very fun. We're so glad you were, because you're listening and praying and helping out with so many ways in this show. We are so grateful for you. And, you know, as you're driving around, if you come across this Marvin the Merger situation, you know, you can test out your new technology and, and feel free to make the world your dance floor. Have some fun. See what really can do when you let the pressure off. So... Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. Got it all done in 33 years. Thank you, Pop. Thank you, brother. Great to be here today. Bless.